Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. Welcome to it. Once again, it's Black Life, and uh, the time now is 11.04. My name is Dimitri Masha, and I'm not traveling alone. I'm with Mr. Katesh Sunderson. How are you doing, my man? Hi, Dimitri. I'm doing great. I, I really hope that I uh, didn't mess up the pronunciation of your name again. No, Katesh, don't worry. Because, you know, <laughs> I'm always trying to get it right, because it's so important um, that we, as the darker people, at least get to say our names properly, you know? <laughs> Like it's 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 wrong for me to keep saying, like, uh, say your name again. Can, can I just call you Keith? Yeah, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 fine with that. So used to it already. I'm fine with it. No what do problem. you think of what happened earlier in the year when people were doing that whole thing where they were saying uh, things like, if if a white guy says hi, my name is Keith. You're like, who? Keith? Who? C- can, uh, can I call you um, Colisi? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's 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 depends, crazy. It depends on your personality, man. It's crazy because you're going to stop everybody, uh, whoever's <laughs> going to address you, and you're going to have to come up with a new name for yourself. Okay, here's the thing. Um, the other day, uh, I went to uh, Deep Slurt. I don't know if you've ever been. I I haven't. I've driven past like yeah. every other. person. I've also driven past, right? And I've always looked. Yeah. Because because as you drive past, you're curious, or whether you're concerned about security, or. The thing that fascinated me driving past was was secondhand clothing being sold on the side. On literally little on piles the piles yeah. of clothes mm. uh, on the side of the road. So, so that that gave me a lot of memories. I mean, that I, I remember in the old days we used to trade with old clothing. I don't know if you remember we where I lived, uh, people used to come and they would sell these ornaments, and you you could buy the ornament by giving old clothes. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, there was this thing that, that, and my mother always felt sorry for the person coming. Okay. So we would be giving away, all our old clothes used to go, and it used to be a pile of things for an ornament okay. of some sort. And, and that's how we, we traded a lot of old clothes for, uh, and there was also the other group which used to come with, with doilies, and I don't know if you uh, know those crochet. Yes, yes, I uh, remember those. Tablecloths. Oh, oh. <laughs> my mother loved it. She to bought. To this day, I am allergic to those things. I can't even look at them for five seconds. Oh, well, I remember growing up with them. I had, we had them everywhere. I know. On top of the TV. Correct. And, then, and then you have a plant. <laughs> On top of the TV, on top of the doily. That's right, and and we had those on the, on the, on the backs of couches, yes. and uh, <laughs> and sometimes you got the ones with the little tassels where you could close up. If say if you had an open drink or something, you put it over. Those were kind of cool, though. Yeah. Those were alright. Those were alright, but it's just the do- the random doilies on furniture. Absolutely, that and then a time came, you know, when you had to get rid of. We had so much; it was not even funny. Okay, I mean, I had boxes of of, of doilies, cro- crocheted items, yeah. literally. Because my mother kept trading and she felt very sorry for the person coming and having to okay. do this work and they've made it and and she would buy. Have you ever owned a crocheted item like that in your own home that you were paying? Like whether you're paying rent or bond, have you ever in your life? No, no, I don't. I think I think I may have a memento somewhere, but but in my own home with with when I got married, my wife was not having it. I, I wasn't able to convert. Oh, that. you thought about it though. <laughs> <laughs> right, you you okay with it? It's just oh, my I, wife I, wasn't having it, but I'm okay with it. I, I, I didn't, it, it didn't it didn't even feature. I mean, when I left left my father's house, I I, I started sort of afresh, so I didn't have okay. the baggage to to take right. with me. So you kind of moved out of your father's house, and then you you and your wife. Correct. Oh, yeah. so you never had that whole experience of being a bachelor and having some of your old, your parents' old things, like some of their old furniture and things like that. No, no, I, ne- I never, I, I never did that. I was, oh. I was uh, quite smart in those days. Okay. I knew, I knew where the food was, and that was that was at home, <laughs> and and I knew it was a lot easier if I didn't have to do any okay. sort of cleaning, washing. Uh, I, I wasn't going to do any of that stuff. Okay. There was no way, and I and I You're sort of knew. Man. I sort of knew I could I could get away with it at home, and and yeah. I had enough freedom to not get to the situation where I had to look for my own space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so that helped. Okay. Well, I've never really. I can say I haven't lived at home uh, as a as a grown up since I, I was probably ten. Yeah. I've never really lived at home, um, but the thought of having a doily it was one of those things where I said. As a grown-up, I will never, ever, if there's one thing I won't have, is a doily and one of those little, like, Barbie doll sort of dolls 
with the cutoff. I don't know if they had the legs were cut off there, yeah. but with the with the tutu that covered the toilet paper. Yes, like the Barbie yes. doll toilet yes. paper holder. I, I remember those. We had those too. They covered. They, they that's right. They sat on the top of the, the old yeah. fashioned toilet and, and they covered the toilet paper. Yeah. And then there was that that that, that uh, it, you know it was sewn. It was like a sewed piece of cloth. It was all frilly, that that covered the cistern. Um, yeah. I don't know why we needed cistern. You know. F- Fashion and accessories you know, back in the day. In, in a way, I think I think in, at some point we only got white, uh, you know, white bathroom products. And I yes. think after that, things sort of changed, and you could get different shapes, and you could get get you know built-in units and all sorts of stuff. But I think at that so point, that in time, point, it was like to differentiate. Yeah. I mean, to, I, they also had the tissue box cover, yeah, you know, which was yeah. also also yeah. something that that you could you know. To this cover. day, I'm, I'm still I'm going back and. You know, at first I must say that that was the one thing that I thought was pretty cool, especially the gold ones, <laughs> the gold like aluminium ones. They Absolutely, like, yeah. But now looking back, people I'm had like, them in their cars. Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah, there was yeah, a big yeah. trend was of a big having trend, them in right? the back window, yeah, and yeah. I had I had tissues in the back window. Okay, in, in all my cars until um, the two thousands, <laughs> and then wet wipes came. And, have and those. I was like, yeah, now I have those. I have okay. wet wipes in my car, and that's okay. I'm not ashamed. Right. Um, rather have them and and not need them than need them and not have them. Correct. But I always wondered about that though, because if you were in the front, did you have to ask someone behind you to get you a tissue? That's the thing, right? Or <laughs> if you were by yourself, and how would you like all the way back there? Correct. You had to stop, literally. It took and a bit like, of planning. You had yeah, to stop, get exactly. out, get one, and go get a tissue and come back. <laughs> so yeah. But anyway, um, so you were in Stellenbosch recently. Tell me about that. Absolutely, I went down for a, for a weekend uh, mm-hmm. and just just enjoyed it. I I did like it. But was it, it a getaway or was it business? No, it was a getaway. So okay. this was purely social, staying there, going and experiencing what Stellenbosch has to offer. I mean, you know, that's it's it's one of those places that seems like it's in a different world. I think right. I think when as soon as you it's fly over those is. mountains on the Western yeah. Cape, it's different, and you go to Stellenbosch and you experience a completely different. Lifestyle and and uh, you, you're getting a lot of food mm. experiences and mm. there's a lot of wine farms and and you really feel uh, as if you you're living in a world that has parallel universes because <laughs> that's a complete different world to what we used to. Although I mean the, the Stellenbosch experience is is different if you went with just the wife or with the kids. That's right. So that's what, right. was it with the wife or with the wife? No, this this was what with with my wife and uh, you left, left the kids behind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did. So so that means you, you had a chance to really go for those high end restaurants. Um, really enjoy it because with the kids, it's sort of like, well, you know, whichever restaurant we go to, that's right. <laughs> they're still going to kind of get the same burger, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay. And, and timing is the big thing when you're going with, without your kids because yeah. then it's at leisure. You can yeah. really plan what you really want to do. You can do, do what you want to do. You don't have to go take to, longer mm-hmm. and you don't need to think about activities and a play area and how long you're going to be in a spot. But that's, that's the difference. Okay. So, uh, I've been to Stellenbosch a number of times and I always find, like you say, that the parallel universe of, am I still in South Africa? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't mean that in, in, in any negative sort of way, like the whole joke we always have about the Western Cape being uh, an extension of the Mediterranean South. Yes. But, but in that, it's just the beauty, number one, yeah. of the natural Absolutely. landscape. Even, I say the atmosphere and the weather, the everything about it is so different to anywhere else that you can say is what you would expect South Africa to be, right? Yes. Uh, And then on top of that, the taste of the food. I mean, the taste of it is different. The same, the same plate of food is different to what you have up here. Well, the thing is, they've got so many restaurants and so many professional chefs that are out there now, and everyone's trying to be a little different, and 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 the experience is really. An amazing one. Let let me tell you, the experience comes at a price because I think if you're going there in the summer months when when uh, the Europeans are out here, then prices are higher. I think ah. when, it, when it gets down to the rainy season and there aren't any foreign tourists, I think prices are lower. But hang on a second. Uh, there's, there, is there ever a time when there aren't any foreign tourists or foreigners in Cape Town? 
They, well, I think it's the height now. I think so it's the height, height of, of the, the tourism. Exactly. So okay. there's always tourism there, but I think as as we get <clears> to the middle of the year, it gets yeah. a bit rainy. <clears> I think restaurants then have to coax you in. So when were you there? I was uh, right here two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, right in in that was one the of the end, busiest period. Though. Was it the busiest period? It's very busy. I mean, very busy. When I, I was I was in. I mean, February is a great time for for. Being but I thought that would be over the the whole. Uh, no, tourism. there was a lot of tourists there. I, can, I went to the waterfront, found it exceptionally busy, and then mm-hmm. went to. Stellenbosch and, and I think when you're walking around you you literally you hear the different accents uh, coming through uh, you start noticing things that people from Johannesburg would notice like somebody walking around with his camera attached to the front of him and <laughs> <laughs> but it's not because of safety that we don't carry our cameras attached to the front. Exactly. It's like it's just silly. Like, you know, what are you gonna take a picture of? Exactly. So, but but I mean, you can see tourists the way they dress. Yeah. Uh, yeah you yeah. know, when you when you travel, there's one thing where you dress. You, you spot, you know, travelers all over. And, and I'm the same. I mean, when you go, you have to be economical with what you carry, right? So okay. so what do you do? You take a hiking shoe. You mm. take some kind of khaki pants that has many pockets in it. Uh, you know, you you sort of you sort of got this. Yeah. This um, rain sort of multi, yeah, uh, yeah, like that 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 zip up jacket, exactly. So that it's is multi like, weather, all yeah, purpose yeah. sort of jackets. When it gets uh, a bit cool, when it gets too hot, when it gets a bit rainy, that jacket, that jacket. So, yeah. so and, and you're seeing a lot of people out there doing that. And then the restaurants are quite full. I mean, I, I tell you, I wanted to go to Ernie's, got a restaurant out there called the Big Easy. Big Try, Easy in, in Stellenbosch. In Stellenbosch, mm-hmm. great place. Uh, Try to get in and and Impossible. literally. Fully booked. You have fully to book booked. You have a to month book. in advance. Uh, not, maybe not a month in advance, but you have to book. So you can't just decide in the can't in, just pitch in, in, uh, I, I tried at two o'clock, thinking, "Well, I'm going to do tonight. Maybe you know dinner at, yeah, at this restaurant." Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Exactly. Fully booked. Fully booked. So I think I think, uh, and that didn't only apply to his one. There was another uh, pizza place, an Italian place. We got there, and the guy said, "We can we can fit you in in two and a half hours time." Wow. And I said. It's now six o'clock. So you're saying eight thirty to nine? I should come back. And yeah. What am I doing in the meantime? Exactly. So <laughs> I mean, so I'm hungry now. <laughs> so in two and a half hours, either I'd have eaten. Correct. So or, yeah. So I, I've been there different times. So I've been there during the week, and when yeah. you, when I think during the week, you you when you walk around, you can get in anywhere. It's during the week, but I think once you heading towards the weekend, uh, you were there on the weekend. Very, I was there on a weekend, and mm. and that's very very uh, you know it's been very busy. It's never been great on a weekend. It's very busy. Uh, there's no, there's no off season. No, on the weekend. No, no off season on the weekend. But but the, as it's you say, much. but but the, it, the experience is not just you know it's it's multifaceted because it's the environment, yeah. it's it's looking at a great view. It's a little bit of a street culture that we don't actually have in other places like that, where leave your car, walk on the street. Um, the thing with Joburg, I mean, you know, people people bemoan the fact that we don't have a street culture. But imagine you park your street, your car in Morningside, right? And right. there was a street culture, and then we have to come all the way down to Rivonia, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or we have to go to Rosebank. It would Correct. be a, a mission. It would be a mission. I yeah. think it would it would be a mission. What's nice there, it's self contained, and then, you know, what else I enjoy there is they have these lovely markets on the on the Saturday morning, okay. and good food. Uh, fruit, uh, you know, you, you, you just, and you got some music, uh, and literally people were, were buying food, sitting on the grass, uh, and having a picnic. Okay. I think, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, and on one side you have, the view is of a mountain, and you have some vineyards, and on the other side you could have houses, or, or golf estates, or, mm. You know, mm. so it's it's a beautiful setting just to to sort of unplug yourself from. You felt at peace. I did. You felt I did. great about the world. It was like I did. you know everything's wonderful. E- everything's wonderful, and and but but after a while, you know, you you sort of you sort of realize that 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 life is 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 a lot more than just just really? sitting there. Yeah, I don't know if I if if I ever have that. You know what? I should go back and do something with my life uh, again that that's work related. I could I could do that. I think I think you're getting a bit of a balance. I mean, you've yeah. got that techno park that's in Stellenbosch. That is, is I mean, a lot of technology is coming out of that that area. So, so I think people have managed to. I think the economy is growing from a from a corporate and and it's very busy. Have you ever tried to get into Stellenbosch in the morning? No, there's a lot of traffic. Trying to get in, not get, get in, out. Get in and the evening get out. I think I think because there's, there's a lot of 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 corporate offices actually in there. Yeah, I suppose there it's are. sort of deceived. You know, it's yeah. like it's very deceptive. Because you you walking around and you 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 looking at these little buildings that are not 
really big in terms of height, yeah. but but uh, there's a lot of lot of banks are there, a lot, lot of, of private banks right? are there, a lot of technology yeah. companies are there. I think there's yeah, a, there's a lot of technology a, there's a, companies are there, right? There's a vibrant technology sector that's okay. just taken off there. So let's make those millions so I can move to Stellenbosch. You can stay up here though. You know, I, I, like I, I, I <laughs> believe there's a world I don't know about. Now we, I think we spoke early on yeah. about Twitter and about Facebook and about. And there's, 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 there are industries out there that make their money off these platforms and they sit in these places that we don't know where they are. Yeah. And their, their job is to find people who are trending a certain way, who uh-huh. are finding, uh, where people are looking at, what they're searching, how to optimize getting products into the right, uh, social media platforms. Uh. And I get a sense there's these caves in Stellenbosch where somebody's sitting there and he's, all he's doing is literally yeah. trying to, trying to market to an online customer base that you and I just don't know about. We think we're going to shop, buy an item, but that's there's it. another sector that's technology. There's somebody who made that happen. Exactly. Wow. We should get into that because I'd really like to move to Stellenbosch because my deep slurred experience was completely different. And I wasn't there for the weekend, but I was there uh, on Friday, Saturday. In fact, on Friday, I was in Cosmo City. Yeah. And uh, Monday and Wednesday, I was in deep slurred. And I must say, I... Uh, I didn't enjoy it quite as much as I suppose you enjoyed Stellenbosch. Um, but you were there for, for, I mean, it wasn't, it was a, a work related thing. It was or, work or, related, or, but the work related thing was, was the fun part. But just the experience. Uh, it's one of those places that once you drive in, you immediately feel a sense of chaos. I mean, apart from the fact that you have all these taxis that are driving as if there's no other car on the road, but there's like a whole bunch of them <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. So they don't care whether they just they're driving along and they just stop without indicating. Right. Um, or they decide to make a U-turn, or whatever they decide to do, they just they just do it while they're in deep slurge, Right. Did you feel you wherever you were driving, you were literally <clears throat> making it up as you were driving along? Oh Any, yeah. Anything can happen. And uh, it wasn't up to me. It wasn't Wh- up to whatever you. Whatever happened, you just had to react to whatever was happening. That's right. That was the first thing from from both the other drivers and pedestrians in general. Um, there's that sense of, of overcrowding and, and, and I want to put this into context. I know that there are people who've been to Deep Slurp before. Yes. I live like literally, I suppose, in Deep Slurp extension in Dane Fern Valley. Yeah. It's not that far. It's, it's walking distance. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's literally a few kilometers and you're there. It's probably like one of the first few times I've ever been to Deep Slurp, right? Yes. And it surprised me because Yes, I know what a township looks like, but this does not look like any other township that I've been to. What's the difference? I mean, what I mean, maybe more like Alex, I yeah. suppose. Alex is more like that. The difference is just the the fact that every other township that I've ever been to seems to have a sense of there was some sort of plan when they when they when they built it. This one, it was sort of like we just we'll just go along as we go along. We'll, we'll put that I mean, it, there. It, we'll put that that row of houses there and. Oh, shucks, we ran out of sewage pipe. Okay, well, then let's build over there. Yes. You know. So it's an unplanned. It seems unplanned. And is it, is it just a, uh, incident a mishmash. where people, people literally just came, settled, and then worked it out afterwards? Yes. That's exactly what it was. It, it seems like it was one major squatter camp that then became built, built up. That's right. Um, but it's not, it's not, it's now a major place. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, if you look at, at that road, I've seen development there. The shopping centers come up. I've seen a few other buildings, buildings come up close by. I mean, the shopping centers come up. Um, there's, you know, I was at a sort of like a, a school. Um, they have a little, a complex which has got a crash, a primary school. A little field, so that that was amazing. Right, that was great. But just being around there in general, you know, there's there's, it does remind me of Alex in 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 the fact that you've got these these half built roads that are just literally coming apart right. on you, and 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 that's not to say that all the other townships in South Africa are like amazing because they're not. They're not. But this, in terms of um, the disparity between a place like Stellenbosch or even a place like Danefern, where yeah. I live, and 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 Deepslot, it was so wide. The, uh, the yeah. amount of space, uh, or the amount of people that had to occupy a small amount of space, when you realize that 
you know, there, there are lots and lots of people. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think Stellenbosch and all those places don't have to contend with the volume of people, and therefore, <laughs> therefore, if you don't have that kind of, and and you probably have, it's it's very structured, right? So it's it's literally planned, and everything's manicured, and there are obviously rules, and everybody abides by them. And and I think if you if you've got a uh, smaller population that's that's maybe easy to do i think dipstood is a different story i think the population has just grown significantly the, the population is very big um there is a lot of unemployment yeah um but there must be a street culture there i mean talking about street culture there must be food stalls everywhere look there's people a huge must be walk because a lot of walking uh, yeah. happens and and i find in those places you always then have little tuck shops and little spaza shops and integrated with perhaps even formalized business at some point there's a, the, the formalized businesses i suppose are the spaza shops that have become now a little bit bigger and owned by mostly the pakistanis Okay. Um, then uh, the locals would have the, the smaller like uh, shops that uh, I wouldn't call it a shop. It's like just on the side of the street selling something sweet yes. or, or something like yes. that. Um, Tire repairs or yeah, car wash car is a wash, big thing. Uh, um, you know, with this, with, with the reason why we're there, it, it was an NGO which was doing a, a, a sort of. Enterprise development training program for the locals. Yes. And a lot of the young people there, uh, it seems if you are a young man, you want to open a car wash. Okay. Uh, if you're doing something innovative, it's a car wash with a chisanyama. Okay. If you're a young woman, it's, uh. Hair salon. Not even. Not even hair salon? If only. Beauty business or something like that? It's making cotas. Ever heard of those? No. Cotas are basically, um, like a bunny chow. Yes, yes. Uh, but, uh, it's 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 a quarter loaf of bread. Uh, you take off the top. You put acha in there. You put uh, chips. You uh, slap chips. Right. Uh, you put in your uh, uh, processed meats like poloni, but you're like you're really, really processed meat. You're really processed meats okay. like you take ham and reprocess. Reprocess that. <laughs> it. Whatever you get left in it, yeah. go in there. Exactly. Um, but that's the market. I mean, I, I expect food to be a big thing because there's a lot of people. It's that people kind of food. Immediately, that kind of immediately food. street food would, would be the next thing to come up. Yeah, but that that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, what struck me was, um, I guess all the, the young entrepreneurs are coming up with the same thing. Yes. As opposed to doing something different, something um, innovative. But some of the guys that we spoke to, there were a couple that were coming up with something different. Someone wanted to come up with uh, a different way of making pizza. Okay. Uh, which I thought was, was really interesting. And That's bringing nice. back cinemas to the township. Yes. Especially in, in Deep Sluit. Uh, so as there was one young lady who wanted to uh, open a, a number of laundries um, and then have a dry cleaner because there's no dry cleaner in Deep Sluit. Wow. Okay. Uh, which I was like, wow, there's no dry clean and deep slit. I mean, yes. Dry clean and every township. Um, what else was innovative? There were a couple of interesting things, you know. Um, I mean, is, is there is there infrastructure to cater for these businesses, even if people wanted to open them there? Because that's, that's the very the thing, next thing is right. You need a bit of infrastructure. You need some roads. You need somebody to put up at least some kind of building. The roads are there, to be honest with you. Although, okay. like I said, the roads are chaotic. Chaotic. Plus, they're very narrow. That's okay. what I found. Um, so getting in and out is going to take you a long time. It's always going to take you a long time. And also, if there's any repairs that are needed on the road, they are not done. So those roads were made once, and that was it. Yeah, you got to deal with it from there gotta on. Deal with it from now on. Uh, uh, um, in terms of the electricity, every day I was there, there was no electricity. Um, there was no water in the bathrooms, which I found quite disturbing. Yes. Um, at least I could go home. You'd you know? have, yeah, it's right. You'd go home and, and, and you're not far away. So at yeah. least you couldn't do it. I mean, we, we, when you're out of water in your own personal house, I mean, just for a couple of hours is, is it is, it's, it's crazy. It's right? crazy. You won't, you won't survive too long with that. Yeah. And I was like, how is this happening? Um, but then there's water everywhere on the street. And it's literally, you know, a couple of, couple of kilometers from, from what is four ways. Literally. Well, not even Dane what is four ways. What is Danefern? Yeah. You know, I mean, the same infrastructure that they put in for Danefern, they could have put in for Deep Slurt. And in fact, I, I'm, I'm surprised that there isn't better infrastructure in Deep Slurt because apparently, uh, surely, in fact, some of the levies and rates that we're paying in Danefern should be going towards helping out in Deep Slurt, right? Yes. That's the whole purpose of, of, of those 
two places being next to each other like that. And you know, and what, you know what else, like is. else is also quite quite surprising. And you, you've got that right, and you've got Danfern right next door. But then across the road on the other side, you've got the American school. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you go into the American school, it's just a different league altogether. Mm. And the way it's set up is, if you're sitting in the American school, you wouldn't see anything. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's, it's, I mean, I was there, uh, last weekend for, for a basketball game with my son. Okay. And, and. I've never been there, although I've, I've, I've been, I know where it is. Yeah. I almost bought a house very close to the American school. I mean, I, I thought some of the other schools in Santon were fantastic. Yeah. When you go, when you drive into the American school. Yeah. This is a different league. I mean, oh, this wow. is. Are they still I, taking students? I, I mean, my <laughs> you know, you know what it costs. I, I heard. I mean, I'm not not uh, a fair with the figures, but it's something like twenty five thousand US a year. Oh, 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 Lord! That that's. You know, when you said twenty five thousand. I was like, that's dude. No, US when you said dollars. Exactly. Like, that's not. As you drive in, there's it's a little possible. there's a little golf uh, driving range with uh, huh? bunkers and. Uh, <laughs> Say that again. Twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand US dollars. And and it's across the road, right? Jeepers. Yeah. Yeah. So even if the dollar was a 10. Correct. That's 250,000 rands a year. That's right. Ha! <laughs> yeah, okay. It's a, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But, but I mean, if you drive in there, the first thing you got to have, I mean, the security is tight. We yeah, expect that. Yeah, the US. But when you, when you drive in, it's got these fantastic basketball courts. Golf, uh, is obviously, a, they've got, they got, they got a lot of land. So they've got this little golf course, uh, mini one that's, that's there. And then they've got other facilities and it's just, it's just amazing. But I mean, I'm just, just saying, uh, they literally are neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> with Deep Slot, they are. Yeah. But, you know, America. But Deep Slot, surely, you know, if you look at it, it's, it's, it's got a, a lot of people from different parts of the world. So, it does. so isn't it a melting pot of really everybody? Because that's what I, the sense I get of Deep Slot is that the people that stay there are literally from everywhere. Um, it does. And it's not one particular group or two groups or three groups. Look, it is quite Sadek as opposed yeah. to like thinking of the whole of Africa. It's not yes. quite like. You have West Africans and Central Africans and Eastern Africans and, you know, no, it's, it's mostly, you might have some Malawians, some Tanzanians, some Zimbabweans, some Zambians, people from Botswana, not, I didn't see any, I didn't speak to any yes. people from Botswana. Um, but that's about it, you know, and then the rest are from, uh, Limpopo, mostly Limpopo right, and, right. and, um, I was going to say Nelspreek, but in Pumalang. So you have that, that, that mix. So it's, so I suppose because of that, then you'd have some Mozambicans there as well. Correct. And that's about it. So it's quite Sadek. Yes. It's like a, yes. a little Sadek township, um, north of, of, of four ways. Uh, and, and, and in that way, it's, it's quite interesting. Um, but the big thing, I think, uh, uh, in terms of business is infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, uh, if you thought about it, Access to computers, um, because what I found was people did not have access to the simple things like just an internet cafe seemed mm. like it was a big deal in Deep Sluit. Um, so if one were to build a whole number of internet cafes, it would be very helpful for the people there because yeah. the things that we take for granted, like your kids can just go onto a laptop, right? Or yes. a desktop. Well, they, have or, ac- they have access to, to computers and they have access to internet. And their phones it's or their their tablets whatever yeah there's so many things that we you and I take for granted in terms of you need information you want to register a business just go on the website for CIPC yes for these people that information what we think of as google which is at the tips Finger, of our fingers exactly it's, it's accessible very easily something that you have to get into a taxi go to that internet cafe that part of the township Ask the person who works at the internet cafe because chances are you might not even you might not have enough money. Yes. To actually get onto the computer or know how to search, right? No, no. I mean, you, you you raise a very interesting thing. I was I was talking to somebody who was doing uh, was part of the registration process at at university, and the reality what you just you just alluded to uh, was right there with people from all over. Who come to university for the very first time, and you've got people on one side who have have been using computers all their life, and they know yeah. exactly how to register. To a person sitting right next to you who is looking at a screen that says "put in your name," 
uh, set up a password and, and the person is stuck, really does not know how to get from, from it's the first time they're doing this process. Yeah, that's hectic. And and I was it's a young person as exactly, well. Exactly. Yeah. I I was quite quite shocked at this at this and they were saying no, mm. no. Um mm. and somebody I was talking to to their kids obviously came from a from a good school and the internet was part of their life. Yeah. And they ended up spending uh the rest of the day helping people just yeah. to get their name log on for university and a, and a university is now to make it easier to try and shift you to an online platform rather than physically helping everybody mm. so so here was was the difference right there in in registration uh where somebody simply didn't know how to move from from putting your name perhaps not having all the other information that you and I take for granted like street address and our emails mm. yeah. and a, and a, and a yeah. contact yeah. number and all these other things yeah. that one just automatically assumes you have. I suppose so. And you know, I think what's what's interesting about that and an eye opener, um, and not not something that should make people sad, but actually for me, it's it's empowered me. I feel like I, there's something now I can do. Yes, we have like you know, my wife and I. She has an iPad one. I have an iPad two that's been sitting there for like maybe a year and a half. Yes. We have no use for them, you know. Um, old laptops, things like that, that, that you and I might have and take for granted. Like, what are we going to do with them? We can't even give them away to our relatives. Yes. Because they'd be like, why are you giving me this thing? Like, what am I supposed to do with it? I've got my own stuff. In places like that, that's where they're needed. And that's Absolutely. where people would, would, would really appreciate them. And like you say, um, we take that for granted. Just being able to, to put your name, uh, on a website and register. Whereas, because, because you can just do it on your phone anyway. Correct. Whereas in certain places, people don't even have access to smartphones. They, they've never used it. Um, and, and, and you need to be familiar. It's like the first time you touch the internet. I mean, it was daunting. Everyone else takes it for granted. Uh, there is this, and, and yes, the learning curve will be there and you will, will leave it. But just remember, you're starting out with somebody who, who literally is very nervous. And it's like the first time you bought anything on the internet. Yeah. You're sitting there with your credit card and then you're looking and in your mind is I'm putting my most prized possession, my credit card number in this thing. And I'm hoping that nobody else is going <laughs> to steal my number and I'm not going to get the thing that I've uh, ordered. Oh, that still and, happens to this day, by the way. It does. <laughs> but, but that first time when I had to put one in, yeah. you know, afterwards, there was this buyer's remorse You sat there Why did I do it? I should have just got in my car I should have driven to yeah. the place Paid for it in cash oh, The worst is if it was an American site You're Correct. like They'll never call me again They'll I'm just giving them money They're just giving them money so I, th- I think that's that's the, the, the first experience Everybody will have with, with, uh, with something But getting back to that computer thing I met somebody really interesting Whose job it is to, to take old computers from companies Refurbish them and in some cases, companies can, for example, say, take all my old, old equipment, um, and then, and then he would, for example, uh, refurbish all and take a percentage. So say 40% we can give to charity and the 60% you can keep and defray your costs with regards to that. And I found that's quite an interesting way of, of, of getting technology out there because if you have old computers, I don't know about you, you tend to keep them. I don't know why. You, you know, when you change a computer You're that's working. No, but you, you also, it's human nature. You know, you, I've done it. You, you change a computer working or a laptop. You're not going to really use the old one. But if it's still working, you'll tend to put it on the top drawer somewhere that you may, it's like a cell phone, right? I guess it's like I may use this again. Correct. I mean, I have two or three cell phones that yeah. are in my cupboard and, and they're working. I don't really need them. I've got a new one. But something compels you to say, well, I'll just keep this for in case. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of technology out there that perhaps can be recycled that we keep for in case. I mean, laptops, desktops now, people are, are, are changing the, I mean, literally, if you're in business, three years, the maximum you're going to use something. Three years maximum. And, and you are because technology is moving. I mean, I, I, I upgraded to Windows 10. And all mm. of a sudden, all of a sudden, um, the printer was working, but the scanner wasn't. Huh? And and I, and you sort of check around and you realize, well, they've upgraded the printer software to go to you know to be compatible to Windows, 10, with Windows 10, but, but they no. haven't upgraded the scanner. So so essentially now the unit, uh, I'm going to have to upgrade the oh whole unit goodness. again, right? Yeah. So so this happens all and technology is moving at such a, a alarming pace, rate yeah. or a pace that you are going to change these things. So I think there is is room to perhaps collect up technology and make it available. I suppose there is. No, you're completely right because remember for us what might be not so new. 
to a user, a young person in Deep Sluit is completely brand new. Exactly. And also, uh, a lot of the young kids have to be bused to some other location, whether it's in it's, it's, it's town somewhere, um, to to go into a computer course. So yes. It's it's more of a course than it is a lifestyle. Yes. They go onto the computers for for an hour for a lesson, or maybe two, and then they go back home. And then right. See them for that week, I suppose, right? Or maybe they'll yeah. So once That's a it. week. Whereas for the rest of us, it's every other hour we're just on this thing called a computer or a laptop or whatever. Right. In fact, so it's 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 it gets to a point where sometimes we have three or four of these things. You know, you have two laptops and a desktop. Correct. <clears throat> so it's become habit now, right? You put on your computer. If you if you've got nothing to do, you're searching some news site. You you're doing something. You're not you not. I mean, I've never you know when I've had it in front of me on my desk, I just left it there for three hours and said, well, I'm not going to really look at it now. I'm just going to do something else. You tend to by habit uh, start start looking at your social media sites. You start looking at exactly, at, and and it's become a way of life now to be able to to get your news, to get uh, you know information, whatever you're doing. Uh, checking your bank account for, yeah. for, for one of the things that you could possibly do regularly if you're expecting a payment. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's I find like that I'm, I'm doing that a lot more on my, on my smartphone nowadays, uh, to the extent that that's why I don't even need a tablet anymore. I, I kind of think, what am I doing with a tablet these days? Uh, my tablet hasn't been used for nearly two years. Yes. You know, uh, my laptop, I only use it if I'm doing something that I need to do on a laptop, because I don't have to write on my laptop anymore, I can still write on my phone if I need to write something. Yeah. Uh, I guess if I'm doing spreadsheets like Excel, if I'm doing something on PowerPoint, it is easier to do it on my laptop than to do it on my phone. But I can still do that. Yeah. On my phone if I need to. If if you need, to. I think I think all all the devices I think uh, uh, have access to almost anything now. Microsoft, whatever you actually. I can do. even watch. You know, I watch films nowadays on my phone as well if I want to because it's like. So it's I haven't easy. I haven't got down to that. Now. <laughs> yeah, I could I could do the odd YouTube clip yeah, or yeah, something else. Yeah, I haven't yeah. watched the full feature. I think I think I would in a situation where we had. Uh, Rolling blackouts yeah. or uh, load shedding, then all of a sudden the phone seems to be the next. You know, device. I find that the, the best way to relax for me on, on a Friday night, what I like to do is I like to sit by myself in, uh, in a lounge somewhere, let the wife have the TV all to herself and listen to music. Um, and then go onto a site called Genius where you can see the lyrics. Okay. And then at the same time, go on to Google and go into the history of, especially old music. You know, right. the other day I was doing, a, uh, ended up being up until like three in the morning because I just thought, let me let me listen to. Uh, I, I got myself the, the 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 best of Queen, right? You know, and listening to one song which is Under Pressure with David Bowie in it. Now it takes you into. Queen, for example, how they wrote that song, and then how David Bowie got involved, and then from there how they performed it live without him there, and then David Bowie's history. So before you know it, it's two hours, and you've read the story of 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 maybe just David Bowie on his own, and and how he wrote his other songs, yes, and Queen, and it just goes deeper and deeper and. So you deeper. got absorbed by by the information just being provided, and you just kept going. I just kept going before you know it, and then they're like, "Oh, it's similar." You know, you go into Bohemian Rhapsody yes. and how that was written, and then it's it's similar to Led Zeppelin and uh, Stay Away to Heaven, and then you get into that now, and before you know it, it's four hours later. But you've just been absorbing information. That's all right. it is. Right? Is there, is there is there a secret passion of of music somewhere? Oh, there's definitely. <laughs> you know, I'm. I love music, uh, but I think more than anything, I, I'm, I'm passionate about history and information. I always say to my wife, like, I just like to read. I like to absorb all sorts of information. So, if so I it's just, everything. So it's not, not just limited to music. It would be movies. It will be actors. It will be... It will be... Oh, you know, I, I've got... I'm, I'm, I'm on a mailing list for Lifehack. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of Lifehack. No. Lifehack is basically they send you... Um, stories, short stories, uh, which are blogs, I suppose. And the other day, it was a blog of become an expert. You know, they've got 15, uh, I suppose slides that they show you about eggs, 
how to make them properly, <laughs> the different types of chickens that make the different have you, types of have eggs. Have you got spare time that we don't, we just don't know about that you're actually no. doing that? I mean, uh, it takes something for, for, for someone to go, I first don't of all, to go through the slides on how to make eggs 15 different ways or whatever. It, what happens is I fall through a rabbit hole. You know, you open something and you're like, this is going to be quick because, yes. hey, it would be interesting to know the different ways of making eggs. Look, then, I, can, I can understand. And the perfect way to make a boiled egg. Yeah. Right? Do you yeah. know the perfect way? How many no, minutes? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, it's literally when I've, uh, I've only made eggs a couple of times <laughs> in terms of boiled <laughs> eggs. And, and I must admit, it's one of those shoot in the dark yeah. things. I probably overdo it and I make sure yeah. that, that it's been there for a long time okay. and it, when I've had to do it. But I must come back to this eggs thing because it's one of my pet gripes. Why? Is, <laughs> sometimes, well, I, you know, I don't mind going shopping. That's the one thing I do like. Okay. And perhaps it's from, from a childhood of being tagged. I used to tag along with my mother and we used to yeah. shop and it was a great time. So I don't mind shopping. Okay. So I'm not a, mm-hmm. you know, I can walk around the shopping yeah. supermarket. Mm-hmm. You're but a the one, man. the one section that really, really gets me is, is the egg section. Why? Because have you seen the varieties that you can actually get? Isn't there just basically jumbo, extra large? Yeah, well, there's, large. A, si- there's okay, a size. There's a size. There's a size thing. Then oh, there, in the there, types there, of eggs. Correct. Oh, yeah. No, well, crazy. there's a size thing. Worse. Then, then all of a sudden you'll have free range. Then you'll have have a pick and pay or or or, or, or store brand. Then you'll have something that's antibiotic free. Then, then all of a sudden you've got, you've got other ones, uh, or, or some brands that uh, I know that where they, they don't wash the egg because they believe that so you get a dirty egg versus a clean egg. I mean, the theory of this is unbelievable. Oh no, it's crazy. You know, that's and if you go to the organic market, then you get something else. And, and then I, I, I learned something new in, in a market once that you get a double egg. Huh? Yeah, an egg with egg? two yolks, I think. Oh wow. So, okay. so. <laughs> Listen, I, I didn't go there, but but uh, but I just looked at the sign and I thought, okay, okay. like what are you going to do with two yolks? I, I think you just crack one egg and you've got and you got two eggs, yes, or something like that. That makes no sense. I, look, I don't. I it don't sounds know. like it sounds a bit gimmicky, but it is don't there. Trust them. It is there somewhere. I promise okay. you. So right. so, uh, so whenever I go, uh-huh. I ne- I always have to make the call home to find out which one is it that, is that we, we buy. buy. Yeah, and 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 my chances are it wouldn't be there again. You buy that, and, the, and then and then I'm literally going on. Okay, wh- and then they also label these things different colors, right? Then eventually I go on sort of a color. I think it was blue last time, and then the next time I come, I probably buy the one with the red label because eventually. Do you buy like any like when it comes to the egg color <laughs> itself? Do you buy the white colored eggs or the egg colored eggshell eggs? I, I have a tendency to like the egg colored eggs, or okay. what I perceive to be egg colored eggs. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I suppose if I lived in a different country, the egg might be a different color. In America, there's actually a hen. There's a, the the hen that produces the white eggs is an American hen. Really? Yes. That's why in American movies, right, you see these white eggs and you're like, wow, because everything on American movies is like it's so much sli- slightly different. I, I, I sort of had the picture that might, so if you get that in South Africa, there could be a company out there bleaching this. That's what I thought as you well. You know, they could be cleaning it or whatever they're doing, but apparently you're not supposed to. Apparently it's the hen. Right. So, you know, going deeper into the site, I realized that you have different hens as well for different eggs and these hens are from different countries. And, the egg size as well is because of the country of origin where the egg or the, the actual chicken is from. Yes. There's so many different types of chickens. <laughs> There's almost a different chicken for every type of country. <laughs> Did you know that? Well, I, I can imagine that. I mean, I don't know if you've traveled. I've traveled all over and, and chicken doesn't always look the same and the color isn't the same in Asia as it I is in Europe. This. Yeah, no, I've seen, I've seen it. I mean, the eggs, the, egg, the chicken can even be a different color. Until I went on the egg side. And that's when I realized that we are just scratching uh, the surface. The surface when it comes to eggs, we could go. A you lot see, now I'm I'm a different kind of person because yeah. because there's some <clears throat> things that I just say it is what it is. <laughs> the information's out there. It's too I, much. I right? just sort of need to know what I need to know, yeah, and, and yeah, the yeah. fact that I don't know everything is actually, actually bliss. Okay. Because yeah. because I can naively go through the world without crowding my head with how it actually works or exactly doesn't work. Mm. So so for me, I, 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 there's certain things I suppose of interest I'll I'll go into. But then I, I also have this belief that you you shouldn't know too many unnecessary. Things. I'm kind of like that with you on that one because all it does is depress you, right? When you find out there's certain things that you didn't know about that other people knew about all along. For example, um, I, I I try not to go too much on some of these financial websites. Right. Because first of all, they're very confusing. And then you realize that you've been scammed and everything all along, right? Like, like banks are scamming us. Like, 
you may as well just take your money and put it under a mattress. You know, you really may as well do that. Um, there's this whole thing at the moment where they're saying that chances that you are at least probably getting about 300 rands every month of your money just taken and you don't know who's where? taking it and where and why is very high. It's a possibility. I think, I think, uh, fraud, fraud is on the rise, uh, especially financial fraud all <sighs> over, all over the place. And I think fraud's being, I mean, we have got the security devices now that you know where you've got to send a message to your phone. And now, now the new thing is, is criminals are able to clone your SIM card. How crazy is that? And, and essentially get the message that you're supposed to get. And, and, uh. How do they know which website you're on and what you're about to do right now? I mean, that's, these criminals, man, it's a full-time job. Well, you know, a lot of it's, a lot of it's got to do with common sense, I think. A lot of times, um, and this has happened to me, you, you sort of get complacent. You, you, you don't always, type in the URL to the site you're actually wanting to go and so what you do is you create favorites or you create a link or you, you or, oh, or, really? or for example you know you get an email and it looks like it's from a reputable source and you click the link to get there meanwhile you're actually entering a completely different site and you're putting in information that somebody's really just collecting and and once they've got that then the next next thing is to is to then get hold of of what your mobile number is but the the chance of getting that is very easy nowadays i think mm. i think you because remember mobile number has become almost like our identity right yes because almost everywhere you go you're getting a one time pin sent to a mobile number yeah, yeah. Uh, most of us when we get asked for information and it happens to me when you drive into a, a parking lot or wherever we have to sign in the yes. chances are you're going to put in your mobile number yeah. instead of a office number where someone can leave a message. So, so that number is, is out there. And then, and then, and there has to be some level of collusion, I think. I think mm. there has to be a level of collusion where, where, where you can do this. I mean, especially when it comes to SIM card cloning and that kind of thing, there, there has to be some collusion. But that's somewhere. the thing, right? Because SIM cards have to be recut. That's right. But, but what, what happens is, is somebody clones your, your card. And that's why I'm saying there has to be a connection somewhere. To I think be able to do definitely it. a connection somewhere. And I think without, uh, you know, disparaging MTN in any way or tarnishing their brand. Oh, I mean, I think, or, I think, or defaming I think, I think, them, I think it can happen, happen with almost any network. Any network. But why does it keep happening to them? Uh, it happened in Nigeria where they just got fined for their SIM cards being not reeked. But now the issue is, how does someone, this is cloning thing, right? It came about, and I'm sure it's happening in all the other networks anyway. But, um. I mean, a lot of it's un, unreported. People don't really want to be, want to, want to stand up there and saying, well, I was defrauded or I acted in a way where I should have really picked this up and, and, and I did something really stupid by, yeah, by giving yeah. out my information. And, and it's tough for the know, networks. You and know? it can happen to you when you when you when you're not um, when you're not you know, concentrating. You're not concentrating. You you. Yeah. I mean, for example, there's a new thing with some of the banks where if you use your credit card, they can, for example, verify the transaction by an immediate call to you, an oh. automated call. Oh. Right. Yes, there was that. Correct. And, and, had and, that. and now sometimes you get this automated call. You're not sure whether the automated call. From a regular uh, financial issue oh, dang, is, so is, right. is actually a real call, right? Oh, the first yeah. thing that struck my mind is the first time it happened to me ah. is that is this automated call real? Because I'm not talking to a person and it's asking me to verify myself. And you're not asking it questions. It I'm not ask, asking you questions. It's asking me questions, right? Yeah. So it would be a great source of trying to get information out of me. That's clever. So, so, so I think there's that kind of thing. I mean, and it's timing, eh? It's timing. Mm. For example, you know, at the end of a tax year, for example, you've submitted your return, uh, and, it, and then you get some notice from SARS, which you are expecting. The timing sort mm. of worked. You just submitted your mm. return. The dead, it normally happens sort of after a deadline. Okay. And, and then all of a sudden you think, oh, let me, fo-, because remember, when SARS sends you a note, even if you did everything totally correct, yes. correctly, or you filled everything out, you still get that feeling like, yes. oh my, no, you, you dreaded, like, what have I done wrong? Okay. Um, to this day, I'm still like, it's one of those calls, yeah. one of those emails that you get that you're like, let me check. I don't know what I did. Even if they say we're going to pay you some money and they do, you're like, okay, don't spend it because they might want it back. Correct. So, so I, I think, I think in that time, people then use that as the perfect opportunity to, to try and get hold of you and say, well, we've been trying to pay and it's bounced back. Can you just verify your bank account details so we can make sure this payment that, happens? Absolutely. But it makes complete sense because you are expecting something to come in and, and it sounds, sounds like something you should do. Verify my account. I'm getting money in. 
And that happened to me, I think, last year where someone sent me an email and it just, it was an SMS and there was just something that seemed dodgy about it and I didn't respond. Yes. Um, but that's the right response, not to respond. If you feel it isn't correct, right? Don't. don't. And I thought to myself, if, if really they want to get a hold of me, they'll try again. Correct. There will be other, other ways. Or, or and they didn't. Exactly. But when they did again, it was for something totally different. And then I realized that other one was actually fraudulent. Correct. So what you're talking about actually is, it does happen. I mean, I, I take it now that, that, that when, when things like that happen, I, I say, well, you've got all my details. You can get hold of me on my landline. You can get hold of me on my email. You can get hold of me another way. Let's just do that. Yeah. And, and let the process continue because, because it's, unless it's something life and death situation where you have to answer, I, I can delay it. And then I could be the, the instigator of the inquiry, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then exactly. and follow it up. Yeah. Rather than, than be yes, on the other side I where see. you're not completely sure, right? That's so you're doing, right. you're almost doing a test. You're calling back. You're checking. You, you, you know, you're doing other things to verify whether this is actually correct or not. Mm. I mean, have you ever gotten an SMS, uh, from, I don't know, Mr. Rogers or something that you've won some competition for Olmo? Absolutely. Or Nokia or whatever. Yeah. And you've won, I mean, last year I won, Probably over a million rands worth. Wow. Yeah. And I did call back. <laughs> and you did. It was 750,000 on the table. Okay. And what did you hear when you called back? What, what was the first thing that got you going? Because normally when you do it, you, the background doesn't quite fit. Well, you know what? Actually, they were in, they were in a, in a quiet area. It was, it was, uh, it was a woman. Okay. Um, it was a, a black woman from the accent that I could pick up. Yes. Uh, she was probably Sutu speaking because I can tell. Right. Um, and, um, clearly she was working for these people. Uh, but she wanted some information. And before I gave it to her, I wanted some information. So where they got me, they said, you can, you have the option of giving us your bank account details and we can do an EFT or you can give us your name and we'll just send you a check. Oh. So I was like, I'll go really? for the check. Of course. Who wouldn't go for the check, right? That's safer. Yeah. Here's my name, TK Masha. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's my address where you can send it because I know that they're not going to get in at their estate. Uh, if they try to rob me but that you way. You see, the trick is that you're divulging information about yourself that you, re- because, because in reality. I really shouldn't, right? You're not, you're not really sure because I always ask myself the question is what could someone do with that information? They could, for example, sell it to somebody else and say, well, I've collected this information. Here's the thing. Mm. And so I'm always wary. You always got to watch. I was wary myself, yeah. but I was like, let me see if I'm going to get this check. <laughs> to this day, I'm still waiting for that check. Cause if, if it's I not going to come. It would have been very helpful. Absolutely. It's, I mean, I've, I've tried once or twice when, when I've, I've literally been in the mood to just see what I've get. And then you sort of listen to the background and then you can hear something what falling and, and it's like, it sounds like an industrial park or, really? or it's, it's, I'm like, okay, is that an office? What was that? that I just heard now. What was that? And, it, and it's generally some background noise or somebody yeah. speaking in a foreign language somewhere. You see? And you're realizing, wait a second. Come on, man. You know? I wish they would just like be honest just once. Um, and I think they would scam a, f- a few more people. But you know what? But it also affects legitimate people too, right? This thing. Yeah. Is that we always got our backs up when we get a call. I got a call from somebody who legitimately offered a service. Oh, okay. But, like what kind of service? But I mean, he, I think he was, As we wrap he, up? He, he was doing some employee stuff. But the problem is his background didn't match himself. So he had all this commotion going on behind him mm. that, that I doubted whether he was actually the person offering the service. So it's, it's often it worked in a different way. Oh, okay. Here was a legal person who you were doing a business call to. And then all of a sudden he had this background noise. So it's important oh. because in my yes. ears, I'm like, are you yeah. a real business? Yeah. Yeah. Well, am I hearing, you know, like uh, Xbox or something in the background? It doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah, baby crying. <laughs> exactly. What is going on? So, so it works, yeah. it works both ways. Though. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that, we're, we're out of here. Um, have a great week. We'll see you next week. Uh, same time, same place right here on Cliff Central. This is Tamisha Masha and Katesh and goodbye. Have a, have a good day. See you next time, guys. Bye bye. This is cliffcentral.com.